Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Hello and welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. My name is Jason Parkinson. And I'm Mark Hammer. And today we're talking about avoiding burnout in your company. I tell you what, as a leader, I want to make sure my employees don't get burned out. Yeah. I get burned out all the time myself. Oh, it's hard to avoid. That's why why we're doing an episode about it. We need to let people know. And this is like actually being categorized as a real disease now, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. The World Health Organization has decided that it's a real thing. And so everyone's fears for many years are are true, true and documented. Awesome. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, Grow Up is a service of One Fire. Growing your business doesn't have to be hard. Partnering with One Fire on the strategy, technology, and services that your company needs to succeed is easier than you may think. Learn more and get started today at OneFire.com. That's O-N-E-F-I-R-E.com. Welcome back. We're talking about work-related stress today and how this is actually becoming a real disease. Now, I know we're, we're normally talking about technology here, but follow me for a minute. You know how much stress I get from my own technology that's just sitting on my desk in front of me? Right. <laughs> you know how many times my phone dings or rings or bings or sings throughout the day? I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Technology has has actually played a big role in in the creation of burnout or in the exacerbation of burnout. And I think that's because Americans are working a lot harder. It's true. We have become more efficient across the board. But yet, we're working more hours. We're working more demanding, more high, stressful jobs. And so, yeah, this is this is tech adjacent. <laughs> Good. So let me, let me ask this question. What do health guidelines say that burnout actually is? Because there is a definition of this, right? So according to the World Health Agency or the World Health Organization, it's a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. That sounds like a lot of words, Mark. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of big words. I'm getting burnout even thinking about it. (laughs) So what are some of those symptoms? So the symptoms are things like feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. So just feeling like you can't really get ahead on feeling energetic, mm-hmm. uh, increased mental distance from your job or feelings of like negativity, mm-hmm. cynicism uh, mm-hmm. related to your career. Yep. Sounds about right. And then a reduced like professional efficacy. So not really showing up and putting your best foot forward at your job. That's interesting. And, you know, as I look around our own organization, you know, I see these things in some of our own people. I, I can see these things in myself even here. And this is a and kind of an epidemic that a lot of people are talking about. And when I first heard this, USA Today, you know, reported on this, uh, that it's being you know classified as a as an actual disease now. Um, you know, I just I look at this and I'm like, I kind of laughed. I'm like, what? Like, what are we talking about here that it's, you know, it's it's being seen as a, an actual thing. Right. Um, but in reality, like this is a real problem. Yeah, it is. And it's something that affects workplaces across the nation. And this is something that if you don't get ahead of it and don't uh, you're not proactive in preventing burnout, it can affect your your bottom line ultimately. And so there's some things that we do here that I think are important to kind of start talking through um, in terms of ways that we're trying to help, you know, not just our own employees, but also our leadership team and me, me personally, as you know, one of the owners here at One Fire, like just get unplugged and be able to, you know, to kind of manage that that feeling of burnout. Yeah. Yeah. So there there is actually advice from the CDC and their advice is you want balance between your work and family life. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, that's obviously an ideal case is people <laughs> have that. You want a support network of friends and coworkers. Okay. Okay. 
And the third thing is a relaxed and positive outlook. Is something they recommend, which yeah, I oh, think that's, that's very easy. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a little, it's a little funny for them to uh, suggest. Uh, really, just don't have burnout as one yeah. of the solutions to right. burnout. Right, but you're right. We we have some front lines advice because we do see it in our own organization, and yeah. we do understand that it's a it's a serious thing that can affect everybody. Well, I'll tell you one of the things, just on a personal note, you know, to kind of follow up with what the the CDC suggests. um, One of the things I've done is I've started taking a Sabbath on Sundays. Hmm. And what I mean by that is it's kind of a digital unplugging of everything. On Sundays, I don't pick up my phone. So my phone just stays plugged in on my nightstand Ah. and I go about my day all day long. Now, granted, I have an Apple watch on. So if, if, (laughs) you know, if there's an emergency, I'm still getting a call, but I'm not like, yeah, but I'm not being sucked into social media. I'm not being sucked into email and I can actually focus on my kids, focus on my wife and actually unplug. And I'll be honest with you. There was some withdrawal the first couple Mm. of times that I did this. And now it's something that I greatly look forward to on Saturday night. I finish checking my email. I put my phone down and I don't pick it up again until Sunday night when I'm getting ready to, uh, you know, prepare for for the week ahead. Yeah, that's great. I try to do that for the most part in the evenings. I just put my phone away in my home office and then I'm removed. If not. I will be looking at it almost constantly. Yeah, it's a continual thing. Yeah, it's hard to pull yourself away. And then if you do get an email or you do think, oh, you know, that client was supposed to get back to me about this. I wonder if they did. You're going to spend your entire evening, all of your free time staring at that tiny or staring at that tiny rectangle. Yeah, yeah. And I would encourage you to just try that. Try unplugging, being off the grid. It's funny. I was talking with Mike, who's in charge of all of our customer support and success here at at OneFire. And um, um, Mike was like, yeah, like my phone's dinging like, it, you know, all hours of the day and night. And I'm like, Mike, that's great because you're providing customer support for our people. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm OK with you taking an hour off during dinner with your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can absolutely. unplug a little bit because I think that's a, you know, a path to burnout. Otherwise, it is another important thing uh, for me to prevent burnout is I think people should be able to be honest at work about how they're feeling. Sure. So when you start to feel that creeping sensation of like, ah, wow, I just I feel a little checked out. I'm not very energetic. Communicate that to the people that need to know. Yeah. Tell your team, tell your supervisor, tell your boss, because one of, you know, a number of good things can result from that. One, you'll have somebody to listen to what you may be going through Mm -hmm. and they can help you identify, oh, I think this may help. I think that may help. Two, they can provide reinforcements. So if someone comes to me and we're working on a project and they say, hey, I don't feel up to completing this. Yeah, like pull some people off the home. bench, put them in the game. Exactly. Yeah. I can go find a different resource that mm-hmm. may be more up to the task at that moment. And there's no shame in admitting every now and again, because it happens to all of us. Absolutely. I'm not at my best right now. Right. Can, can I have some help? <laughs> right. I, I really respect people that are able to be honest about that. I'm drowning. Yeah. Get me out. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that, yeah. It's, it, that's a really healthy thing to do to be able to communicate to the people around you. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's the kind of support that I need. And from a managerial sense, I want to know those things so that I know what are the pieces I'm working with, who can I deploy where, and what can I expect as a result? Yeah, communication is huge. I think that's a big a big thing that you need to make sure of. One of the other things we do here at OneFire, and this is part of the EOS um, you know, model of running your business, the entrepreneurial operating system. If you want to search that, I'll actually link to it in our in our show notes today. But um, it's this idea of delegate and elevate. 
And yeah. so when I heard, like, I've always known I need to delegate, right? Delegate responsibilities to other people, delegate. But I always feel bad doing it because I am taking something off of my plate and I'm putting it onto somebody else's plate. Like, that's the perspective I've had with that. Hmm. And this idea of delegate and elevate is essentially where I'm not just taking any random task and handing it to somebody. I'm going to give that task to somebody who's going to be able to succeed with it. Right. And I'm going to coach them through it so that they feel successful and complete. Completing it, and I'm going to help them elevate and rise to the occasion and be able to complete that task. Yeah. And so when I look at it through that lens and think about delegating and elevating, it's not just that I'm trying to get stuff off my plate to avoid burnout. It's that I'm helping somebody else not become bored or stale in what they're doing. Yeah, you're you're nurturing someone's career growth while uh, relieving some of that pressure on yourself. It's good. Right. But as as you know, as the leader of a company delegating is not easy. No, it's not no, easy it's because not. it's not easy to yeah. be able to delegate something and walk away and trust that it's going to be done right. all the time. Yep. It's very difficult to stop and delegate rather than just go, go, go sure. and do and do and do. Sure. I've struggled with that in the past. There should be times when I'll stop and, and lay out, okay, here, this task needs to go to this person, this task needs to go to this person. But my brain just goes, just do it. Yeah. Right. Just do it. It's right in front of you right now. Just do it. And it, yeah, it's, it's difficult to avoid that kind of thinking. One of the things that I witness you do today, actually in a meeting, Mark, is, you know, we had to do some follow up with a couple of customers because we have some events coming up with them. We're doing some all day strategy sessions. We're getting things organized and planned and you needed to reach out and kind of confirm. And one of those customers doesn't work well over email. They prefer to talk on the phone. And so I had said, Mark, I need you to get a hold of such and such and confirm that everything's good to go for the meeting on Thursday. Right. And um, and you decided you're going to delegate and elevate that task down to our office admin That's who true. is who is more than capable excited to do it and you know able to step up and help us and that you know he he wants to be able to do that and so w- witnessing you go through that process was yeah. really good because I'm like, this is a little task that is just piling up on Mark's plate when in reality could could be delegated onto somebody else. Yeah. And I and I had to catch myself in fairness. My initial reaction was, I'll just do it. Right. And then I said, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Not, that's yeah. That that's it's not, good. It's not good. the healthy choice. No. Yeah. And it's good to have people in your organization to hold you accountable for those things and make sure, hey, you know, that should go to somebody else. That's yeah. uh, that's not something that needs to be on you at this time. One of the other things, and, and the last thing I'll kind of mention before we wrap here in, in terms of advice, you need to prioritize health, not just your own personal health to avoid burnout, but you also need to prioritize health as kind of a company value yeah. and rally around that so that your people are being healthy as well. There's a couple things that we've done here at One Fire, and, and trust me, we are not the poster child for, you know, for health here in our organization, but some of the things that we've done, like we put a bike rack in to encourage people to ride their bikes mm-hmm. to work. Uh, we provide a free gym membership to a, a local facility here in, in our area so that our employees can go and work out if right. they want. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to do things that promote that healthy lifestyle uh, within our own company just to, you know, to help avoid that that burnout. Yeah. And when you're building that culture, too, there's a there's a great emphasis placed on the grind, you know, like, yeah. oh, be available all hours of the day and night, like yeah. have a project you need to get done, like stay up until three in the morning and make sure it gets it's done like the hustle, the grind. And while I understand the appeal of that concept over time, you're mm. you're going to grind your employees down to a nub. 
and they're not going to be there at their best anymore because you know they're sleeping on airport benches and staying up at all those <laughs> hours of the yeah. night. I would yeah. I would highly recommend better time management over the concept of mm. work yourself to the bone for the sake of appearing to yeah. be doing the most work. Yeah, and and the other thing too, I think that a lot of employees feel the need to impress their boss by always, you know, being able to respond quickly. I sent a meeting invite. I happen to be working late and a lot of, I know a lot of you that are listening that own companies, you're going to be working all hours of the day and night because this is your baby, right? This is the, this is the thing that you're, you're birthing and building and you have a different relationship with it than a lot of your employees. And there are times when the the circumstances may call for you to work outside oh, sure. of normal hours. Sure. I just don't want people to walk All away the with time. the impression yeah. that that's desirable. Right. Well, an example of that, like I said, I, I just I had a meeting. Um, a, I had a call with somebody who was in a different time zone that was late. Wrapped up the call, needed to schedule a follow up meeting. So I scheduled the follow up meeting, and one of our employees, rock star employee, boom texted me right after the meeting invite went out and this is you know at seven o'clock at night and was like hey saw the meeting invite like what do I, like what do I need to be prepared for and I, my response was we'll talk about it tomorrow like you <laughs> yeah. go back to watching YouTube or whatever like we'll we'll discuss this uh, at another time so yeah I think it's just you know understanding that your employees are valuable assets um, burnout is a real thing and you as a leader can instill the culture of burnout or you can instill a culture of health and wellness and be able to have employees that are with your company a lot longer yeah. that are producing better results um, you know and it's pointless to have an unlimited vacation policy if the culture is burnout right right because it, it that doesn't work which so, is why many of those many of the companies that do that people it, don't take vacations I know they don't I know. So you just have to think through those things as you're starting to kind of establish that culture for your company and and just recognize that, you know, burnout's real and you need to make sure that your employees are are aware of that. You're aware of that as a leader and you have some things in place to help them. Yeah. Health and wellness is a is a really good investment to make. Yeah. So what's that 10 second takeaway, Mark? The 10 second takeaway is that burnout is very real and its effects can derail workplace productivity and your personal well-being. So attack the issue proactively with effective delegation, honest communication, and a focus on health. Preventing burnout is a service to yourself, your team, and ultimately your clients. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Grow Up Podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time and uh, checking out this little podcast. If you like what we're doing, please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, share Stitcher. With your friends. Share it with your friends. Yeah, anybody who you think could uh, could use this information. If you're getting burned out at work, maybe share this episode with your boss. You yeah. Know, just, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking with uh, Matt Queen from Cairo Praise about how live events can impact your marketing success. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Be well, everybody. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.